This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan at this time. Come on, Dan, let's get up. We've got to get a getting. Folks are waiting, standing around waiting for the Old Trailblazer. Maybe they, maybe they wouldn't agree with me, but I believe they are. I believe it's folks standing around wanting to know what's going on with the Old Trailblazer broadcast. And we're bringing this study now on uh, the coming of the uh, soon coming of the Antichrist, and we're looking at the Antichrist doctrine. But I want to mention, we live in a day now. And the verbal inspiration of God's word is belittled. You don't, you just don't hear preachers talking about the verbally inspired word of God. No, it's ignored and disbelieved when it's looked upon as only fiction or a fairy tale. But let me let me just say this. Let me emphasize that uh, once again, this fact: the Bible, which is God's word, is in, inerrant. It means there's no errors there. It's absolute eternal, unbroken, and verbally inspired. And I want us to keep this fact clearly in mind as we go through this study on the Antichrist. Also, to God's Word. To me, it's the final authority as I rest everything I say upon God's Word. When an individual says he doesn't believe the Bible to be the Word of God, either he's a liar or he's ignorant. That's right. As far as I'm personally concerned, we will let every man be a liar. But God's word is true, and God cannot lie, according to Romans 3, 4. There are many false concepts held regarding the Antichrist, as we study. Many people think that even Satan is just a figment of their imagination, a fantasy, and a big bad man to scare the kids. Oh, listen, on the other hand, multitudes think of Satan as as a big red with red horn, red flannel suit on, forky tail, and pitchfork, going about, pitchforks into hell if they fail to live up, live up to a certain lifestyle. But this is a product of man's imagination, which has no root in the Word of God whatsoever. Others think of Satan and the Antichrist as only an influence or an evil and not as a living personality. But God's Word makes it very plain that Satan, the old archangel, the devil is a living personality and is simply an evil, is not simply an evil influence. Now, my friend, I, I, I want to emphasize that to the nth degree. But let's get back to our study. Uh, we're looking there at how, uh, where, where Satan or any, where the Antichrist come from. We saw in an earlier study that Satan uh, said a young woman shall conceive and bear a son. And that son was the Antichrist, man. Satan is the father of the Antichrist. Now, now let's look. We're going back and look at these uh, in our study. We kind of lost our place there for a minute. First of all, we see in the present world, there come a falling away or the apostasy. The man of sin, the Antichrist, shall be revealed. And we saw those things. Now, let's look what is the doctrine of the Antichrist. We showed you earlier that the spirit of the Antichrist is to deny or minimize the doctrine of the deity of Christ and the lordship of Christ. That's taking place all over our land. I told you in our last study, 65%, 65% of our pastors don't believe in the virgin birth of Christ. Now, now let's, let's look again. Let's look at that verse who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he is God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, in uh, 2 Thessalonians 2.11, 
And for this cause God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie or the lie, the Antichrist. Now, what is the lie the religious world will believe? We've just read that to you in verse 4. So that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, the doctrine of the Antichrist is simply that he, the Antichrist, is God. Do you mean to tell me, Pastor, that the Bible teaches that one day the man of sin, the Antichrist, the son of Satan, will come forth and set himself up as God? As God? And the religious world, as well as the political world, will worship him or fall for him? That's exactly what I'm saying, my friend. And that's what the Bible teaches, and the world is slowly being prepared for that very thing. We're in the day now that falling away, the beginning of the great apostasy, we'll show you later on. Do you know, my friend, it's not going to be long until our churches will be places of worship for the Antichrist. Now, that's so, my friend. Oh, we have material here on those things I'll make and recommend to you one day. So let's turn now to Isaiah 14, 14. We looked there yesterday in our study. We find these words. How thou art fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground, which did is weaken the nation. Here we have the story of the fall of Satan. Why did he fall? Why was Lucifer cast out of heaven? Listen again, God's word. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also on the mount of the congregation on the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. What a statement, my friend, from the Antichrist. In this last statement, he says, I will be like the Most High. We have set forth again the doctrine of the Antichrist. I will be like the, the Most High, means I will become God. Oh, listen, ever since Satan was cast out of heaven for his rebellion, his heart has been, his ambition has been to be worshipped as God. His one aim is to overcome the sovereignty of God and place himself on the throne to be worshipped. We saw that he could not seat himself. Listen, no, he could not set himself up as God. And therefore, his purpose is to dis disguise himself in man and exalt himself to the place of worship. Now, let's see. How will he do this? Let's turn to Genesis, the third chapter. We, that's where we were when we went off the air yesterday, where we have a story of how Satan led Adam to fall, led Adam and Eve to fall. In the, first, in the fifth verse, we find there these words. You listen. For God doth knoweth that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. This is Satan speaking to Adam, to Eve. No, not Adam, but Eve. And ye shall be as God, knowing God and eat good and evil. Let's notice that expression, ye shall be as gods, which means ye shall be your own God. You will become a God. Listen, you shall become a God in your own self. This same wicked idea and the same lie that caused Satan to fall caused our first parents, Adam and Eve, to fall. Satan realized that he could not himself be exalted and occupy the place directly as God, but he conceived the idea of causing man to rebel and by working through man, possessing man, taking control of man, that he could raise man to the throne of God 
as God and through him control this earth as God himself. Now, my friend, this is the doctrine of the Antichrist that man shall be God. You know, that's being taught all over the land today. It is being taught in our schools. It is being taught in our theological seminaries and from our pulpits. Now, you listen. We're now living in that age when this doctrine is being accepted worldwide. That is the doctrine that man is God. In this, care, in, this, in this crucial hour when the world is sitting on two kegs of powder and the fuse is almost burned up, ready to explode, there is no appealing to God for help. No, there isn't. There are no, there are no worldwide calling to prayer meetings and other political leaders by any political leader. They aren't. They're just not, my friend. The trend of the whole world religiously, politically, is towards that one point. The religions and the religions and the political world is looking for and waiting for a man to step on the scene who shall exalt himself to the place of God. Satan said in Isaiah 14, I will be like the Most High. This great truth is clearly set forth in 2 Thessalonians 2, 4. Speaking of the Antichrist, it says he will oppose and exalt himself above all that is called God, or that is worship. And that is as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, let's face this one great fact. The doctrine of the Antichrist is to make man God, to exalt man, to honor man, to place man in the place of God, and to bow down and worship man. My friend, that's coming to pass. The spirit of the Antichrist that prevails today will one day bring forth that man who will embody all the mystery of ungodliness, that wickedness, that corruption, that vileness, the cruelty, and the beastliness of man. This man will be known as a man of sin, the son of perdition, or the Antichrist. Oh, my friend, listen. In the 13th chapter of Revelation, this great fact is stated in prophecy. And they worship the dragon, Satan, which gave power unto the beast, Antichrist. And they worship the beast, Antichrist, saying, Who is like unto the beast, Antichrist? Who is able to make war with him? And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life. Now let me stop right there, my friend. Let me stop right there. You know the Bible speaks of the book of life. The book of life, wherever born again child of God's name is written in that book. And at the great judgment day, those books will be opened. The scripture says, and the book shall be opened, and another book shall be opened, which is the book of life. And every man will be called to see if his name is in that book. And I believe that the guardian angel, one of the angels, will be there. And the Lord God of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, will call on that angel. Mr. Angel, look and see if uh, Mr. So-and-so is in that book. You call a name, your name or my name or somebody's name. And he'll go and look. And he'll come back and he'll say, no, my Lord, his name not there. And he'll say, look again, you sure? I believe the Lord is sure of everything that he does and says. So he goes back and relooks. He comes back and says, no. His name's not there, my Lord. He said, bind him and count him and 
cast him out into outer darkness. He says, I never knew you. I never knew you. Oh, my friend, isn't that going to be a terrible place? You don't, you don't want to be there if your name's not in that book, my friend. But listen, I know that my name is there. Is your name there? Listen now, let's go back to our study. Uh, what an awful day ahead. <laughs> listen, what an awful day ahead for us. What a day of darkness. One, of the, one, in, one day in the future, and I don't believe it's going to be long as far as we think. Our churches will be turned into worship of the Antichrist. Now, hold your seat. Hold your seat. Most of the so-called houses of worship today are occupied by the spirit of the Antichrist. With very little change will have to take place. The average church role today would scarcely be changed if our Lord should come. What a fact, my friend. What a fact. That's a fact. The average church role would be little changed if the Lord should come. There would, be a not, there would be enough preachers left to fulfill all of the pulpits next Sunday. Now, now, brethren, we're living in one of those darkest hours that we've ever known. And we're going to have to stop now for the time being. Listen, we're living in one of those darkest days. And we'll stop right there for today. Take it up tomorrow, next week, next Monday when we get back. But today we brought you God's Word. It's the God's Word. It says there's no... It's not. It's verbally inspired, unbroken word of God, and I know that I'm not able to bring you the these fact these facts as I would like to. I'm not that smart, not that educated, but my friend, I know the truth when I hear it. And the Bible is true from cover to cover, as the old preacher said, "Kiver to kiver," and I believe it with all my heart, my friend. And it doesn't lie. It doesn't tell a lie. And I want to ask you something: Are you saved? Early this morning, are you saved? Late tonight, are you saved? Can you look up in the starry skies and say, thank you, Lord? Can you just say thank you? Maybe you're laying on your bed. Maybe you're confined to the bed there. Can you look up to the ceiling and say, Lord, thank you for saving an old sinner like me? Would you do that, please? Would you ask yourself? Or if you're up and walking around, go in the bathroom and wipe the sweat off of that mirror and look in there and say, am I saved? Open your mouth real wide and say, am I saved? Look, we'll be back next week at this same time. The old trailblazer said goodbye and God bless you.